Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to declare over everyone in the house, every situation that you are standing in faith for, every situation you've been speaking to, every mountain you've been addressing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare they move now in the name of Jesus. I command sickness to disappear in your body. I command pain to leave your body in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak life over you. I speak life over your cells, over your body. That body was made by the voice of the Father. And so, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, as one of your sons, I decree and I declare over everyone under the sound of my voice, everything the doctors have said concerning you, everything that has not even been diagnosed, that's growing inside of your body, that is not of my Father. The Bible says, every tree that my Father has not planted, standing in my place of office, I decree and I declare, I curse it tonight in the name of Jesus. I curse pain, I curse sickness, I curse disease in the name of Jesus. I command it to lose your body in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to every cell in your body from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Receive life of God, for in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare your word over the house this morning, this evening in the name of Jesus. Everyone that's watching from home, you are not exempt in the name of Jesus. Every sickness that has a name, uh, cancer, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, eye problem, muscle problem, bone problem, joint problem, inability to conceive, incontinence, I address you in the name of Jesus. I command you right now to lose God's people in the mighty name of Jesus. For he came that we might be set free. For whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. Lord, I decree and declare every sickness represented in Global River Church and everyone that will watch this video because the word of God is timeless. I speak life to your body in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command your cells to come alive. I command your bones to be made well. I command your organs to be made well. I speak to every organ that is malfunctioning. I speak to every organ that is shutting down. I speak the life of God into you right now. In the name of Jesus. For there is nothing that our God can do. Blindness be reversed in the name of Jesus. Glaucoma be reversed in the name of Jesus. Everything that is progressing in your body that is caused by the presence of darkness or evil or the demonic. That is caused by the fragility of your body. Because you are growing older and then this begins to happen. I believe God can reverse it. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command divine reversal in the name of Jesus. I speak to your nasal cavity. Begin to breathe normally in the name of Jesus. I speak to your lungs. Begin to breathe normally in the name of Jesus. I speak to your esophagus. I speak to your bowels. Everything that is not functioning the way my Father has made it. Under the sound of my voice, I command them to begin to function now in the name of Jesus. I command them to begin to function now. Every word of the doctor, because doctors did not make you, 
my father made you. Before the doctor was born, <laughs> before the doctor was conceived, the father made you. Yes, we love doctors. We thank God for doctors, but they don't have the final say. Jesus has the final say. Where your health care is concerned. And so, therefore, everyone under the sound of my voice that has been diagnosed with anything, the life of God comes into your body and causes a healing and a cure now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you because your word is true. Father, we thank you because your word is true. Father, we thank you for your word is true. Father, we thank you for your word is true. In fact, I'm sensing in my spirit that you are supposed to declare those words over your life. So I want to give you one, or one to two minutes to begin to declare the word of God over your life. Stand up if you can. Begin to declare, I believe I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I speak to my esophagus. I speak to my eyesight. I speak to my joints. Whatever is going on in your body, you know what's going on. Begin to speak to it now. Open your mouth because you are the prophet of your own life. Begin to declare to your, to your intestine. Begin to declare to your spleen. Everything that the doctor have diagnosed that happens every month, it's a cycle. It keeps coming back every single month. Tonight, it stops in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and declare to your back. Receive healing in your back. Receive healing in your joint. Receive healing from that spasm. Receive healing now in the name of Jesus. The balm of Gilead. The Bible says is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician among them? And I hold and I found that his name is called Rafa. I am the Lord that healed you. So therefore in the name of Jesus everything that that has been diagnosed in your body I speak in the name of Jesus. I tear that paper now. I tear that diagnosis in the name of Jesus. I command your womb to be open in the name of Jesus. I command your lungs to be open in the name of Jesus. I command your ability to hear to be restored in the name of Jesus. Your ability to smell to be restored. Your ability to walk to be restored. I speak to your brain, receive life in the name of Jesus. I speak to brain disease. You are healed right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to back disease. I speak to your spine. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, sons and daughters, and declare the word of your father. 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 Declare like a warrior. Declare like a warrior. Declare like a warrior. Open your mouth tonight and declare the word of the Lord. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be burned down. I refuse to be rejected. I refuse to be under this oppression. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violent. The violent will take it by force. You will take it by force. You will take it by force. I take my possession. I take the land and the territory the enemy has taken from me. In the name of Jesus, I speak to my joint Receive the life of God. The Bible says that Moses was 120 years old. Moses was 120 years old. His natural forces was not abated and his eyesight was not dim. The fact that you are 60, 70 does not mean you should lose your eyesight. That's not the word of God. We have to react against it. We have to react with the word of God. Stand tonight. Declare the word of God. Declare the word of God. 
declare the word of God. I refuse to have pain in my joint. I refuse to have pain in my back. I refuse to have pain in my eyes. I refuse to have floating things in my eyes. In the name of Jesus. Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. He didn't pay half the price. He paid the full price. Declare the word of God over your life. Declare the word of God over your life, church. Declare the word of God over your life. The Lord has dispatched healing angels. The Lord has dispatched healing angels. As you are speaking, they are taking your words. They are bringing body parts if it's necessary. They are releasing the balm of Gilead into that situation. Declare in faith. Declare in faith. Don't just say as a word, as a bunch of words. See yourself declaring life into your body. Father, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Mighty, mighty Holy Spirit, we worship you tonight. Papa, we worship you. Daddy God, we love you. We thank you for your love for your family. We thank you for your love for your family. We thank you for your love for your family. Ora alabosia. We worship you. Hallelujah. The Bible says concerning the children of Israel, as they left Egypt and went to the promised land, there was no health care. None. Millions of Jews, they left the promised land, and they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, granted, some of them died, and the reason they died, we know, is because of their rebellion, not because of sickness. In fact, the scripture said their sandals did not wear out. Their clothes did not wear out. What about supernatural God we serve? Ah, what a way to open the service. Glory to God. Come on, somebody welcome somebody in the house tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We keep advancing. We keep pushing darkness back. We keep standing our ground. You can have your seat. You, we keep standing our ground in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to welcome everybody once again tonight. Thank you for coming. And for those that are watching from home, you are in for a treat tonight. Like I always say, when you are listening to the word of God, don't allow any type of distraction. Uh, if you are watching from home, that doesn't mean you should be watching Netflix over here and then watching me. You are not going to get anything out of that. Uh, leave Netflix alone and then focus on the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We've been, we've been looking at this subject of doing the works of Jesus. And we are going to keep moving on and keep moving on as the Spirit of God leads us. Our main text is John 14, 12. Jesus said here, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do, John 14, 12, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these he shall do, because I go to my Father. Because I go to my Father. The works that I do, he will do, and greater works he will do, because I go unto my Father. And we read the Bible passage in John 14, uh, from 7 to 13. We looked at Acts 10, 38. The Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, as I was meditating on this earlier today, you know, thinking about what the Lord wants me to speak on. The Lord began to speak to me about, you know, when you, if you think about the body of Christ, we have people that are anointed. 
and there are different levels of anointing. People that are called, whether it's an apostle, evangelist, pastors, and teachers, and we have them scattered all over the body. And people that are mightily used uh, in miracles, signs, and wonders. If, if God's plan is for all of us to queue up in front of Benny Inn or in front of Dr. Randy Clark, in front of Kenneth Hagin, you know, people like that, it's going to be a long line before it gets to you. And then what happens two weeks later if, you know, you have an accident at home, you sleep, and then you break something, what do you do? You have to go and kill again? No, that's not the plan of God. Yes, God uses men at that level in the public setting, but God's intention is for his family to operate in his kingdom, in his power, and in his word in everyday life and begin to use the power of the word of God to have victories in our families, with our children, with our own body. Amen? So God's will is for us to operate in the... That's why Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do also. And greater works because I go unto my Father. Now, I want to tell us a story. I heard this story from my spiritual father, and I think it's very, very appropriate. So let's say, you know, for the past several weeks now, I've been presenting to us a baker. This is the master baker of all bakeries. I mean, this guy can bake anything, anything that your little or big heart desires. You know, fine pastries of all kinds, shapes, form, all kinds of stuff. And then I continue to tell you, you know, the ones that has jellies in it, the ones that has jams in it, the ones that are made of flour, the ones that are made of all kinds of, materi- all kinds of materials. By the time I'm done, about, after about five to ten minutes of speaking about this, if you are not hungry, you'll be hungry. Amen. I think you are, some of you are like, uh, Bishop, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm hungry right now. And then at the end of it, I, I just say, praise the Lord, glory to God. And then I close the service and then, and then we go. That's not, that's not good. That's not good, Bishop. It's like a cliffhanger. You just build me up and then you, you just yank the chain. What's up with that? So the analogy is this. If I present If we present, if I present, a God that heals, a God that delivers, a God that helps, a God, and then you are sitting over there, you need deliverance. You are sitting over there, you need healing. You are sitting over there, you need money. And then at the end of it, you're like, okay, show me how to get the money. Show me how to get the healing. Show me how to get that deliverance that you talked about. That's That's the part of the gospel that we have to step out of the boat. And expect God to show up. Amen? So I'm going to step out of the boat. You are going to step out of the boat. And we are going to expect God to really do what the word says it will do. That cancer will truly disappear. That metal in the body will truly disappear. That situations in your family will truly be resolved by this God that we claim to believe. Amen? It's not a baker in theory. It's a true baker. You know, you, you want the big baguette, you want the small bagel, you want the, the large chocolate cake, you want the strawberry cake, whatever your heart desires. I said, you know, I, spe- I said by the Holy Spirit, I think it was last Sunday, not this Sunday, the last one, that the Father has on the table all kinds of goodies available for us. Just sit at the table and eat whatever you want. Salvation is there prosperity is there. Amen? Many in the church don't like to hear that. They don't want to hear prosperity preached. A balanced prosperity, though. 
a balanced prosperity. Because in heaven, you're going to be walking on the streets made of go, go, gold. <laughs> Some people have problem with gold. That means you are going to have problem with heaven. You know, gold, God consider it, you know, dust that you walk on. So I want us to truly be excited tonight and expect the word of God to do us good. Now, Romans 10, 17, the Bible says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He said hearing twice. In other words, you've heard it before, but don't stop hearing it. You, it's a present continuous tense. Present continuous activity. The fact that you heard it yesterday or last week or even this morning doesn't mean you should stop hearing it. Case in point, many of us had food yesterday. Does that mean you stop eating today? <laughs> Unless you are fasting. Even if you are fasting, a time comes that you break that fast. You don't stop eating because you ate yesterday or you ate last week. Come on, church. You continue to eat all kinds of meals, all kinds of different sizes, and you keep going after it day after day. The same thing with the word of God. So if we cover the same ground, don't say, but Bishop, we covered that already. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Now, something else the Lord spoke to me earlier today, Psalm 105. Before we get into the material that we have, Psalm 105. This is very, very powerful. This is about Joseph. I'm going to read 13, 13 to 9, 19. The Bible says, Psalm 105, 13 to 19. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake saying, do not touch my anointed ones, and do not do my prophets any harm. Verse 16, moreover, he called for famine in the land, and he destroyed all their provision of bread. Verse 17, he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The Lord spoke to me that the word of God would test you. The word of God would test me. Do I really believe what I claim to say? Uh, do you really believe that I am Rafa? Do you really believe that I am El Gibo? Do you really believe what that word says? Meaning that you have to stand like Joseph's stand. The Bible says they hurt his feet with feathers. They, they dragged him into the pit. They put him. This is a man that saw a vision clearly from God, confirmed by his parents and his brothers through their reaction and their jealousy. This is from God, a carrier of God's promise. But yet, for days, weeks, months, years after that, it looked like the word of God is going to fall to the ground. That's where you war with the word of God. You stand. You stand. I know what the word says. And so I'm claiming my healing. I'm claiming my deliverance. I'm claiming that turnaround in my family. I'm claiming the prosperity the Father has shown me. I am standing. That word will test you. You have to pass the test of the word. Amen? And it's not a test you write one time and then you quit. No, it's a lifetime test. Every word you find in this book is going to test you. Do you truly believe it? 
You have to stand and keep standing until the word of the Lord will come to pass. And that's what is called the, as I mentioned last time, we have the chronos time and the kairos time. Amen? The chronological time is, it's five o'clock, it's six o'clock, you know, the flow of time. Kairos time is the appointed time, the set time by God. Amen? There are some things that are scheduled by God. Amen? And you keep standing until the word of God comes to pass in your life. You don't give up. Whether your neighbor gives up, whether the guy down the streets give up, whether that man of God, quote unquote, they give up on the prophecy or what God has said, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I stay in my lane. Glory to God. I stay in my lane. I stay in my prayer closet and I stay with God. And I hope that's the same thing with you. You keep standing, you keep believing God until that word comes to pass. You see that in Genesis 22 too. God gave a word to Abraham. And for years after that, in fact, Abraham even looked for a shortcut to let you know whatever you are going through, whatever frustration you are going through, whatever impatience you are going through, these heroes of faith went through it too. And the Bible talked about Abraham as our father of faith. Now, Abraham produced an Ishmael, but yet God called him a man of faith. Amen? So keep standing. You are in good company. Amen? Keep standing. Keep believing God. You are in good company. So tonight we are going to look at, uh, we are going to continue. So that's just uh, a preamble that the Lord put in my heart to encourage our faith as we look at this word tonight. The word of God is true, irrespective of what I'm going through right now. I'm going to say that again. The word of God is true, irrespective of what I am currently experiencing right now. Uh -huh. The word of God is true, no matter what is happening to me right this moment. The word of God is not true because of a miracle happened. The word of God is not good, true because a miracle happened to my sister over there. No, the word of God is true because it's the word of God. Amen? And I just take it all, I swallow it completely, I, I ingest it completely, and I stay with it. And I hope that's you as well. No matter what you read in this book, the Bible, you take it and you run with it. You hold on like a, a man or a woman running a race. You don't look back. You don't, you don't turn around and watch what the other person is doing or what the other person... No, you keep running your race. You keep running your race until you get to your expected end. Amen? Glory to God. Stand your ground. Keep declaring the word of God over your life. So I want us to look at uh, some scriptures that were established for us. Again, this may be grounds you've seen before, but that's okay. Uh, we cover new territory, some new ground, some old ground. That's fine because the word of God is ever new. Go to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15. Hallelujah. Is this blessing somebody tonight? Matthew 15. Glory to God. Uh, let's begin from verse 22 to 29. The Bible says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me. O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and heard him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying. She's making a lot of noise. She's disturbing us. Send her away. 
She's crying after us, verse 24. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and she what? Worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. You have to have the attitude of this woman. You have to have the tenacity of a bulldog. You have to have the, the type of faith that will not quit. Uh, you, you have to have a, a, a type of faith that starts and continue and continue and continue until omega. Uh, you have to have a, a kind of faith that begins and, and you are ready for the long haul, no matter how long it takes. Look at what's happening here. She said, Lord, help me. She came and worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and to throw it to the dogs. So we learn here, because she came for deliverance, for healing, for a daughter. Jesus is saying here, healing is the children's bread. If you are a son and a daughter in the house, healing belongs to you. Glory to God. By the grace of God, God has blessed me. Uh, many, some of you know my house. You've been to my house. I'm blessed by the, by the grace of God. I think I have a very decent house. We have furniture in our house. We have food. We have bed. We have all kinds of, you know, amenities. And I have four daughters. Now, my daughters, they don't have to come and beg me and say, Dad, 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 can we eat? No. I mean, the rules may be different in your house. <laughs> but the rule in my house is whatever we have in the house belongs to them. They can go in the pantry and get whatever they want. Now, they can get in trouble sometimes because they are eating too much. We can have a talk about that. But generally speaking, the food that I bring to the house belongs to them. They don't have to beg me. They don't have to cry and squabble and do 10 fasting <laughs> and 20 praying. There's, there's a place for that. Don't misunderstand me. The, the food in the house belongs to them. In fact, if I, if, I mean, you guys are parents. Most of the consumption of food in the house this is done by them, not by me. I mean, you guys can be a witness, right? They do most of the consumption. So everything that the Father has. Jesus said here, healing is the children's bread. Deliverance is the children's bread. Are you a child of God? Are you a daughter of the king? Is he your papa? Is he your papa? I want to see your eyeball. Is he your papa? Does he love you? So why would he withhold that from you? I asked a question in our old church. I was preaching. I said, which of you as a mom or a dad? Will, because some people say that God uh, teaches us by sickness and disease. How many people in this room, I know we have varied background, varied ages, varied life experience, who want their daughter or their son to go through cancer for just two days? Just two days, just to teach them a lesson. Come on, somebody lift up your hand if you, if you are that kind of parent. Okay, let's, let's break it down for like two hours, for two seconds. You won't even allow it for two seconds? So why would we think God will want us to go through that? Amen? It's not God. 
It's not God. We have an enemy. And I want you to get mad on the inside of you. I want the bulldog on the inside of you to wake up and begin to address the devil and say, no, you've been robbing me for too long. Now I've woken from my sleep. We need to have a talk. And the kind of talk is me talking to the bottom of my shoe. Because the Bible says it's under my feet. And I begin to declare the word of God, expecting God to make it good. Amen? It's not, it's not God that's afflicting his people. It's Satan. The Bible says, in fact, as I was meditating earlier also, the Lord began to speak to me about the sower sows the seed. And then he planted his vineyard. And then he went away. And then an enemy came and sowed tears. Remember that story? Among them. And then he woke up and he, what, what, what's going on? I know I planted good crops. What's happening here? And the, the, the servant said, an enemy has done it. So if you see any weed growing in your life, around your life, the enemy has done it. And you need to rise up with holy hunger on the inside of you and say, no, I will not take this anymore. Amen? That's where it begins. Because if you accept it, if you are taking it, you're not doing anything about it. There's nothing God can do about it. Because he has given you and I authority. If I can get to that tonight. He has given you and I authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt us. That's the word of God. Glory to God. That's the word of God. Hallelujah. So we find here this woman, she began to plead with the Lord. He said, Lord, help me. And Jesus said, it is not good to give the children's bread to the drugs. And then she came back. She won't give up. You know, somebody will say, well, she tried. At least she went to the Lord. She asked him. And the Lord more or less said, it's not, it's not yours. But there's a technicality. You know how you have a fine print in a contract? It's a technicality in the contract. Because God is such a good God. Uh, do you know that your papa is a good God? And he loves you affectionately. I don't know about you, but he loves me. Hallelujah. He loves me. And I, and I receive that love. Because it's one thing for you to know that God loves you. It's another thing for you to receive it. Because in his love is his healing. In his love is his provision. He heals because... Oh, my He flows out of his love. It flows out of his love. Everything you've ever done for your children is because you love them, not because they deserved it, not because they cleaned their room, not because they did this or that. Even if they did all of that, that's all well and good. But you did it because you love them. You walk your fingers to the bones because you love them. How much more God? Jesus said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, why do you think the Father would do any less? Why do you think the Father would do any less? I promise you, everything I've said in the last 20 minutes is not in my notes. I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost. Why do you think the Father would do any less? He loves you. He loves you. And he wants to meet that need. No matter how ridiculous it is. Hallelujah. He wants to meet that need. Glory to God. So Jesus said, uh, let's see if we can keep going. 
And the Lord said, and she said, she came back to the Lord, said, Lord, even the little dogs eat the little crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said, oh, woman, great is your faith. You want to know what great faith looks, at, looks like? Look at the profile right here. Great faith is the kind of faith that knows what the word promise and goes after it. Now, I want, to under, I want you to understand that you are not going after God like you are trying to yank something from him. You are going after God because you know he promised it. Because you know he loves you. He wants you to have it anyway. You are just presenting the word of God to him and say, Lord, this is what your word says. And I just take it. Praise the Lord. I just receive it. Glory to God. So this woman, Jesus said, look at great faith. Woman, great is your faith. The kind of faith that will not let go. The kind of faith that will not back down. I don't care what that brother is doing over there. I love him. I don't care what that sister is doing over there. I love her. But if she's not on my lane, I just love them. But I'm going to stay here. Expecting God to deliver what his word says. Expecting God to make good what his word says. So Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. We also find in Exodus 15, 26. If you go to Exodus 15, 26, we are building a profile to strengthen our faith on who the Father is and how much he cares about you and how much he wants to do for us. Exodus 15, 26. The Bible says here, and he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, this is under the old covenant, by the way, and do what is right in his sight, and give heir to his commandment, and keep all his statutes, I will put none or permit none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Under the whole covenant is the God who heals I told us the story of them, the children of Israel, leaving the land of Egypt to the promised land. The scripture tells us there was none feeble among them. What that means is there was none coughing. There was none with wrinkly bones. There was none with wrinkly back. There was none with any sickness or disease. His name is Rapha. And he has not changed. Because I read in the Bible, he is the same, Hebrews 13, 8, the same yesterday, today, and he will be the same tomorrow. Uh, he lives in an eternal now. He never changes. There's no shadow of turning with him. So where your case is concerned, it's still the same. Come on, church. It's still the same. He never changes. So if is is the Lord that heals under the whole covenant, is the Lord that heals much more under the new covenant. For the Bible says we have a much better covenant established on better promises. Uh, we have a much better covenant established on better promises. If under the old covenant there was none feeble among their tribes, how much more now? So I'm speaking to the man on the inside of you to get spiritually mad. Mad at the devil. Mad at the works of the enemy. Glory to God. And say, no, I'm not going to buy this anymore. I'm not going to allow this anymore. Glory to God. I'm not going to allow this anymore. If you look at Psalm 103, we are building a profile tonight. Psalm 103. 
Psalm 103. Is this blessing somebody tonight? Let's begin from verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And he begins to list the benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Look at those benefits. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. He heals all your diseases. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but when I studied English growing up, I was raised in a Nigeria colonized by the British. So we spoke Queen's English. I understand that the word all means nothing is left out. It means nothing is left out. Cancer is not left out. Headache is not left out. Migraine is not left out. Hall means hall. Whether you check it in Greek, whether you check it in English, whether you check it in Swahili, whether you check it in Spanish, all means all. All your diseases, all your sicknesses, all your fatigue, everything that makes you less than what the Father has made you to be. He heals you from all of them. All of them. That's your papa. If, if, if do not forget, he said, do not forget his benefit, meaning that there's a tendency to forget. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, do not forget the benefit, meaning that there's a tendency to forget, either by the fragility of your body, the, the onslaught of the battles you have gone through in your life, the things that are happening around you, or the, or the lies of the enemy, it may make you forget. That's why the word of God is there for us to remind us. He said, do not forget his benefit. Who forgives all your iniquities? That's number one. Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Any form of destruction. Any form of destruction. Who crowns your, you with loving kindness and tender mercy? He satisfies your mouth with good things. God wants you to eat good. To live good. To drive good. To live good. To be healthy from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. That's a good father. I asked you the question earlier. If you are a good mom or a good dad, don't you want your children to drive good? Don't you want them to live good, to dress good, to buy them what they really want? Not the, you know, the swap meat stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's where you are, but don't stay there. Believe God to get to higher things. Amen? Believe God to get to higher things. So we begin to see the profile and the heart of the father tonight. Glory to God. Isaiah 53. I'm building our faith. I'm adding to your faith tonight. Isaiah 53. Ah, you know where I'm going with this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53. Glory to God. The Bible says, hallelujah. Let me see where I want us to go there because of time. Glory to Jesus. Let's begin from verse 1. Who has believed our report? There are two kinds of report at any situation, the devil's report and God's report. And to whom has the harm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form, de describing the Lord Jesus. 
adding to the cross or comeliness. When we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He's so grotesque, we don't want to even look at him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. For surely, somebody say surely. Somebody say surely. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow. I did a quick study on the word grief. The word grief is the word kole in, in Greek. It means sickness. It means malady, anxiety, calamity. That's, you can translate it to any of those words. But in this translation, they call it grief. But really, surely he has borne our sickness. And then the Bible says, surely he has borne our sickness and carried our sorrow. That word sorrow is also translated pain. Amen? So you can say he has borne our sickness and carried our pain. So sickness, disease, and pain is illegal in your body. Come on, church. Sickness, pain, and disease is illegal in your body. Now, it's up to you as a deputized son and daughter of God to eject it from you. Glory to God. It's illegal. It's not supposed to be there. And when you look at Jesus Christ growing to the cross, the Bible say, told us that he took 39 stripes. And on those 39 stripes was cancer. On those 39 stripes was arthritis. On those 39 stripes was eyesight, any sickness or disease, name it, uh, HIV, blood disease, bone disease, muscle disease. Think of it. It's on his back. He paid the price. And when Jesus went on the cross, he said, it is what? Finished. He wasn't just talking about the work of redemption from sin, but he was talking about everything that was accomplished at Calvary. On Golgotha, your sickness was paid for. Uh, you know, back in the day, not many, even sometimes, even today, some people are still doing that. They do something called layaway. <laughs> you, you, you don't have enough money, so you buy something, you know, maybe it costs 100 bucks. You pay them maybe $20, and then you pay another $10, and then eventually when you finish paying for it, then you redeem that item. Now, when you, whenever you redeem the item, the, if it's a fashion item, it may be out of style, but it's still yours. Glory to God. You redeemed it. The Bible said it redeemed us from sin. It redeemed us from sickness. It redeemed us from disease. But then you ask yourself the question, why is there sickness in the world, especially in the body of Christ? Because we are dealing with a devil that is not a law keeper. He's a thief. John 10 tells us the thief comes but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I don't know. I've lived in America now going on 20 years. But if I want to talk about my home country, Nigeria, thieves don't send you a text saying we are coming. Uh, they just show up. It's illegal to burglarize somebody's home. 
to come into their home with weapons and tell them to face down and then take all their valuables. It's illegal, but they still do it anyway. The same thing is what the devil is doing. It's illegal for him to put sickness on you. It's illegal for, because Jesus already paid the price, it's illegal for him, but he will do it anyway because he's a lawbreaker. That's why you enforce the victory that Jesus has paid for. The Bible says the, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. The timid Lord, Satan, leave me alone. No, no, no. But the violent would take it by force. Spiritually violent. No, I'm not saying punch your neighbor. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you, you, you give the devil a dirty slap. You know, they call something in my country a dirty slap. The kind of slap that will make you say, yikes. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Glory to God. And how do you do that? By the word of God. By being versed in what the word says and standing your ground. Glory to God. You must be a word warrior. <laughs> Glory to God. So we are building a profile tonight. Glory to God. We are building a profile of what it means to be uh, walk out with the Lord and doing the works of Jesus. All of these things are absolutely necessary for us to be able to do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not moving as fast as I want, but it's, it's all good. If you go to Mark chapter 1, verse 41. Mark chapter 1. I still have a whole lot to cover, but I, I believe I'm following the Holy Ghost. 41 to 42. Hallelujah. Uh, let's begin actually before 41. Let's go to 39. And he was preaching in their synagogue throughout all Galilee and casting out devils or demons. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. If you, Lord, are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And I want to submit to you, this is the will of the Father. For any child of God, I am willing. Anything that is promised in his word, when you go to him, he says, I am willing. So he settled for all of eternity. If there's any doubt in the back of your mind, if there's any story that has been told by your grandma, grandpa, or some preacher that does not know any better, uh, or some other people that have said, you know, there are some people that God healed, there are some people that... That's not scripture. Jesus said, I will. And he, the Bible said he was moved with compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion, and he touched him. And you know, if you know the story of leprosy back then, it's illegal for anyone that has leprosy to come into town. You have to be screaming, unclean, unclean. Just like a woman with the issue of blood, uh, or a woman in the, during a period, when she comes into town, she has to be saying, unclean. According to the laws of God, given, if you, leave, if you want more details on it, you can read Leviticus 13, 14, and 15. You get all the details of any type of discharge coming out of your body, any type of issues coming out of your body. The God of heaven gave um, what you will call health laws. 
back then to prevent the spread of disease among his people because they didn't have a microscope then. They don't know what a virus was or bacteria, but God knows everything. Amen? So God, back then when you're unclean, when you have leprosy, you can't be touched, but Jesus touched him. So what does that mean? Even in your quote-unquote leprosy, your uncleanness, because in that state, the man is unclean. Jesus will touch you. Amen? Even if it's your fault, I have found from the word of God, his mercy knows no bounds. He's not going to kick you out and say, well, you, you, you caused it. You know, maybe you have a money problem because you just flat out did not manage your money well. But if you go to God and say, God, I repent, I'm sorry, help me, he will bring you out. He's not going to say, na, 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 I told you so, I told you so. That's, no, that's not Jesus. That's not the Father. He will help you. Amen. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help come from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And he did not restrict what kind of help he can give. Uh, wherever you need help, he's your helper. Hallelujah. Somebody says, he's my, he's my helper. Say it like you believe it. He's my helper. He's my personal helper. He helps me with my health. He helps me with my body. He helps me with my career. He's helped me with my ministry. He helps me even right now. He's helping me. He's backing me up. Glory to God. He's my helper. He's my helper. You can't shake that away from me. Because God spoke to me about that. I used to make terrible confession. I told you guys. I don't have it. I don't have it. And Lord said, you, know, I call, you calling me a liar? Don't you know what my word says? That I am your helper. You are saying you don't have help. We don't agree. I said, Lord, I see it. From that point, I began to declare the Lord is my helper. And I see help everywhere. Everywhere. Even when I don't need it, people will give me help. Glory to God. Declare the word of God over your life. Declare your mouth is the doorway to your miracle. And your mouth can be the doorway to your destruction. You choose. The Bible says death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruits thereof. Whatever fruit you want to produce is up to you. I choose to declare the word of God over my life. I've been, I've been doing my, I, my faith declaration. I do it every day, every day, every day. Um, I, I'll say honestly, maybe I've missed one day. Monday. And even that one day that I missed, it wasn't that I didn't do it because I used the material in front of me. I declare it from that material. And then as I'm declaring it, you know, inf uh, fresh, inspired utterances will be coming. And then I'll add on top. Of so it takes me a long time to get through my prayer time. After I'm done with that, and then I do my prayer. So, that, so the, the day I'm talking about, it wasn't like I didn't do any praying. It was just that I didn't use the material. So I, I've noticed recently that the Lord will say, I'm in my prayer time, my prayer altar, and I'm saying, the Lord said, go grab, go grab your, <laughs> go grab your material. I love it when you declare my word. You may not believe that, but that's what the Lord, he said, I love it when you declare my word. Amen? Because it shows that you believe him. Amen? On days that you feel like it, and on days that you don't feel like it. On days that they are knocking on your door, they are about to repo the car. You declare the word of God. 
Bible says, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, you have some spiritual things that you need to do when it comes to finances. Pay your tithe, give offering, be faithful with your money. Invite God into your money, and then things will begin to change. Amen? So declare God's word over your life, and don't back off no matter what. In Mark chapter 1, are we there? Glory to God. Jesus was moved with compassion. As soon as he had spoken this, immediately the leprosy left him. It was like, you know, like somebody left the building. The leprosy left. <laughs> he just flat out left. Glory to God. This is our God. And he was cleansed. Glory to God. This is the profile of Rapha, our healer. And he has deputized you and I to go in his name and declare the word of God to anyone that will receive it. And declare the word of God in your space. Amen? Don't be moved by what is happening when situations start happening. For example, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we have authority over the element, over weather, over things like that. There's ways for us to declare the word. So, you know, we are, quote, unquote, in hurricane season. But I'm telling you, warriors, with our mouth, we can speak to the wind and the waves. And we will affect it this year. As long as I'm in Wilmington, you know, I know there are many warriors like me. As long as I'm in Wilmington, that's what's going to happen. We're going to declare the word of God, stand our ground. Amen? So we don't go and duck and hide under the bush. No. The Bible says we are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that doesn't get hidden. We don't hide from whatever the enemy is doing, whether it's in the political realm or in the weather or around our family. We stand and we declare the word of God. Amen? That's doing the works of Jesus. That's standing. And every time we do that, the father is a look at my daughter. <laughs> we saw that with, uh, what's his name? Uh, the man from old. Uh, Job. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Job. Remember, the, uh, the devil brought an accusation against Job before the father. He said, look at Job, you know, look at, look at his life. Let me, let me deal with him. And the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? God was bragging on him. A man that stayed away from evil is righteous in his generation. God, God loves it when you stand for righteousness, when you stand for his word. It delights his heart. Hebrews 11, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please the Father. For everyone that comes to him must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. One of the ways you diligently seek God is by standing on his word, no matter what. Standing on his word. And it's not a stand on uh, holding on for dear life. Let the wind blow. Don't let it blow me away. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Like, like you're about to do number two. No, no, no. No, you are standing because you believe God's word is true. In fact, you are taking territories from the enemy. You say, no, you are not going to come here. Glory to God. I declare. I'll give us a quick testimony that the Lord is prompting me. Last hurricane, the, 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 the waters was rising and rising and rising. And it got up to our street and it stopped. Got up to our street and because I declare, I, come on, church. A thousand before by your right hand, ten thousand by. 
but it shall not come near you. With your eyes, you will see the reward of the wicked. It's true. It's truly stated, and it came from the lips of the Father. And if you and I believe it, and you declare it in faith, and you expect it to happen, that's what you will see. Glory to God. I cover my street. I declare the blood of Jesus over my street. There was not a... The, pre, the previous years, I, it was a mix for me. I'll be honest. It was a mix. Because I've never been in hurricanes before. But now the Lord has been training me. The same word that you use in the area of healing and deliverance, the same word that you use against weather. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Even in the midst of judgment, let's say it's judgment that God is bringing upon an area. I've heard testimonies of hurricane and typhoon and all kinds of you know, natural things that comes through an area and one house is just tending. There was a testimony that came to Kenneth Copeland Ministry. This person was a believer like you and I, a partner to the ministry and all of that stuff. During that time, there was a hurricane coming through, began to declare the blood of Jesus, drew a bloodline around the property. And exactly the property line, that thing came and passed around it and went away. The word of God is true. If you would believe it, if you would declare it, the word of God is true. It came around the prop, their property and went. I mean, it was a bad thing for the neighbors. They have to be calling insurance company and filing claims. She was the only one that, I got nothing to file. Glory to God. I've got nothing to file. Glory to Jesus. Take the benefit of the word of God that the Father has given you and mark your territory. Mark your territory. Mark chapter 16. Let's go to Mark 16 because of time. Yeah, Jesus. It's already 8 o'clock, and I have not even done half of what I came with. I'm serious. I have not touched half of it. But it's all right. The word of God is true. I'll get to it another day. Glory to Mark chapter 16. Let's begin from verse 17. Let's start from... Verse 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not will be condemned. And these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. That means you. That means me. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, meaning they will have authority over the kingdom of darkness. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. The sick will recover. Do you see that? God has deputized and authorized us to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Glory to God. Uh, We have been commissioned to preach the good news. I've got to move to this one. Matthew chapter 10 because of time. And I will wrap up from that. Matthew chapter 10, I have another big topic to cover next week, but uh, we'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us. Matthew chapter 10. I want to say this real quick. Um, Dr. Randy Clark was quoted in a book written by a lady called Yvonne Atia. She's from uh, Egypt, mightily used by God. She travels in the spirit. God takes her to heaven and everything like that. So, and she also moves in healings and deliverances. He said, 
uh, the title of the book is Revealing the Healer, and I have the book. I have Dr. Randy Clark's book. That's why I say sometimes I'm reading four books at the same time. God help me. He said in the book, you don't take the glory and you don't take the blame. Your role is to pray and his role is to heal. But I, I, was, I was hoping that I would get to uh, a section in the scripture where Jesus told the disciples to go and heal the sick. He didn't tell them to go and pray for the sick. Praying for the sick is a part of a, a one, one deal. Heal the sick. He told them, heal the sick. You heal the sick. Glory to God. And that's what he's saying to you. That's what he's saying to me. Heal the sick. It is because I, when I was younger and as a believer, I thought, which was big for me back then, like, okay, my role is to pray for them. And then if they get healed, that's up to them and that's up to God. But it's, no, it's up to me and the person. The two of us having faith. I have to have faith to lay hands on you. You have to have faith. You have an investment in it. To have hands laid on you. You're not just standing there like Pastor Egan, Papa Egan would say, like a doorknob. He said it. I didn't say it. You're not just standing there like a doorknob. You know, just lay your hands on me. You're not doing anything. No, your faith has to be engaged. I have to have faith to lay hands on you. I've, been, I've heard from men of God that the, anoint, the healing anointing flows through them. I remember Papa Egan shared a testimony of a time that a lady came on the healing line. And he put his hand on the lady. He feels the anointing because the healing anointing flows like electricity. He felt the anointing flow out of his hand into the woman and then came back. Because there was no reception. She was just standing there. Papa Egan, do what I do your thing. No. That's why many times miracles and healings don't happen. People show up on the line quite all right, but they are just waiting for the preacher or the person ministering to do all the work. No, you come with faith, and the person ministering to you, laying hands on you, also comes with faith. And when that happens, there's an explosion in the spirit. And the power of God will flow into your body, and it will effect a cure and a healing. So you're not just standing there like, a, uh, like somebody that's not active. No, your faith has to be active. You take it by faith. You take it with your spiritual hand and take the healing that God is offering to you. You're not just standing there. Amen? So... You don't take the blame, you don't take the glory, but we are deputized to go and lay hands on the sick, and Jesus said, they will recover. It's either Jesus is lying, and we know he doesn't lie. The Bible says, forever, oh God, your word is settled in heavens. In fact, the Bible says the foundation of the throne of God are righteousness and justice. So if the Lord takes you to heaven right now, you see on the throne, under the throne, righteousness and justice. It's not just a play on word. It's literal. The foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. So his word is firmly fixed in heaven. So when Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, they will recover. They will get better. They will get well. He meant it. So it's up to me and you to go in his name and lay hands on. So when somebody is sick around you, you put your hands on them. Glory to God. There are many ways to minister healing. You know that in the scripture. You can lay hands on the sick. You can pray the prayer of faith. There are many ways to do that. But if you are doing this one, he said you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He has given us that authority. 
The reason we can do that is because sickness is of the enemy. Sickness has been paid for by the stripes on the back of Jesus Christ. So that sickness is illegal in that person's body. And as a body of Christ, like that you are, you are telling that sickness to go. It's like Jesus is standing there and you are just his representative saying, sickness, leave in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we getting blessed tonight? You are doing the works of Jesus when you do that. You don't take the glory. You don't take the blame. Your role is to pray and heal the sick. Go and heal the sick. Jesus commanded them. Oh, glory to God. Let's go to Matthew 12. I think, uh, did, we, did I say Matthew 10? Matthew 10, Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to himself, he gave them power over unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds, which covers everything, right? All kinds of sicknesses are all kinds of diseases. And then it mentioned the names of the people that were in the company. Now let's jump down because of time. He gave them authority. They went and preached the gospel, and he told them not to take money, not to take any purse or, or script. And then they came back and said, ooh, Jesus, sicknesses are flying out in your name. And Jesus said, don't, don't get tripped up over that, but be more joyful that your names are written in the book of life. Now, I was meditating on that. I want to throw a, a little bit of a seed in your spirit, man. I was asking the Holy Spirit, I said, the Bible said Jesus gave his disciples power and authority. He said he gave them power over unclean spirit. How did he give them power? So I began to meditate with the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, how did you give the power? He said, read it again. And he said, that's what he keeps telling me. Read it again. So I stayed with it. I stayed with it. And I saw that the way, there are two ways that you can transfer power. By releasing words. Because all of these things that you see, physical and spiritual, was made by his word. So Jesus released word over them. Another way is by laying on of hands. Amen? Impartation. So he released that power to them. He said, go in my name. And then they came back. He said, demons are flying out. Sicknesses are subject to us in your name. They were very excited because they haven't seen anything like that before. They saw the master doing it. Now it's their turn to do it. And the Lord is saying to you, sons and daughters, go in my name. Situations around your family, incurable situation. I was talking with some folks today at lunch, people that work for me. And they were talking about, you know, situations in their family, uh, hereditary stuff. You know, you know, this runs in our family and that runs in our family and that one runs in our family. And there are many in the church that have that mindset, you know, and they are even saying, oh, I'm waiting for when it's going to get into my body because grandma had it and then papa had it and then great-grandma had it. So I'm, I'm just waiting. It's, it's inevitable. So people like that, they are primed. They are waiting for the enemy and the enemy likes that. And unfortunately, there are people even in the church that have that same mindset. That's why the Bible says renew your mind with the word. Amen. The fact that he runs in the family does not invalidate the stripes on the back of Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the fact that grandma had it doesn't mean I have to have it. Uh, the, the fact that grandpa had it doesn't mean I have to have it. You say, no, the line stops here. It stops here. So now it's 8 o'clock. I want us to uh, exercise our faith tonight. 
We have had hard enough word. We are going to pick it up from here next week. I want you to get off your, on your feet if you, want, if you can. We are going to declare the word of God again. You think it's just me that's going to be doing the work? You, you're going to be doing the work. You are mighty. The mighty one lives inside of you. Amen? I want you to begin to address specific situations in your family, specific situations in your body, specific situation in your job. I begin to declare the word of God over it. The word of God says this. You are word, men, and women. Open your mouth and declare the word of God tonight. Father, I thank you because I believe that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I believe my ways are prosperous. I have good success. I believe your word says I will lay hands on the sick. They will recover. And so I speak over the house tonight and those that are watching from home. Every sickness, every disease, under the sound of my voice, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Loose God's people now in the name of Jesus. Loose God's people now in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and, and pray tonight. Open your mouth and pray tonight. You've heard the word of God. It's time to put, put it to practice. It's time to activate what you have heard. I curse cancer in my, in, my, in my system. I curse cancer of the blood in the name of the Lord Jesus. Back pain, I curse you in the name of Jesus. I command backs to receive strength now in the name of Jesus. Eyesight, receive strength in the name of Jesus. Your, I command your blood to be cleansed now in the name of Jesus. I curse allergies in the name of Jesus. Lack, not enough. Living from paycheck to paycheck. That curse is broken over you in the name of Jesus. Not, not having enough as a family. Not having enough as a family. It's broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Perpetual pain from one generation to another. Generational curse. I break it tonight in the name of Jesus. The cycle of evil that has been operating in your family, in your bloodline, it came from great-grandpa to grandpa to this and, and to your father, and now it's attempting to jump on you. I stop it now in the name of Jesus. I stop it now in the name of Jesus. I stop it now in the name of Jesus. I decree open heaven over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare affliction shall not rise up the second time. You are free to serve the Lord without sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. I command open heavens over your life in the name of Jesus. Every area where you have lost before, you are taking new ground, new territory in the name of Jesus. That nightmare issue that keeps coming and coming, I curse it tonight in the name of Jesus. I close that open door now in the name of Jesus. You are going to sleep tonight like a baby in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that brings calamity. You are about, you are taking 10 steps forward and then the thing pushes you 20 steps backward. I stop it now in the name of Jesus. I stop it now in the name of Jesus. You take two steps forward and three steps backward. Two steps forward and it's over, over your life in Jesus' name. From now on, the Bible says, the path of a righteous mind is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. You are taking new ground, new territory in Jesus' name. Ah, I see a turn, a turn. You are turning the corner with that situation in the name of Jesus. 
Your testimony is guaranteed in God in the name of Jesus. Your testimony is coming forth in the name of Jesus. Your testimony is coming forth in the name of Jesus. I declare over the house, anyone that needs a new job, new favor, I declare the favor of God over you in the name of Jesus. Even jobs you are not qualified for, the favor of God opens door for you now in Jesus' name. The spirit of lack, the spirit of not enough is broken over the house in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Situations that have been long-standing. Situations that have been long-standing. Sickness, disease, uh, not enough money, uh, family troubles. It comes to an end now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The Lord spoke to me this morning in, our, in my prayer time. I came out of my prayer time. I was getting ready to leave the house. And I was saying, you know, I was, you know, saying something to my wife, you know, just to encourage her and strengthen her. And before I knew it, I, prophecy just started coming forth. For the next 30 minutes, I was just prophesying and prophesying and prophesying. And I was like, Lord, I'm, you know, my mind is still active, but it was coming true. It was coming true. It was all powerful mighty, 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 mighty. And it was all, God, God even spoke about DJT. Hallelujah. And that's why I sent some, I sent some folks a message this morning because I'm hearing from God. I'm saying what he's telling me. Glory to God. So let's get excited. It's coming. It's coming. Not many days from now. Not many days from now. Hallelujah. There's an excitement in my spirit. In fact, I share with some select people my prophetic expectation of what time it will be. Glory to God. Just a, two people, actually. Just two people. <laughs> Glory to God. Because I trust them. So let's get excited tonight and expect God to do what his word says he will do. Let me, let me just close this out. Father, we just thank you for the service tonight. We thank you for your word because your word is life. Your word produces life in us. Lord, I thank you for the move of the Holy Spirit even tonight, releasing encouragement and strength in my sisters and my brothers. Lord, I thank you for the warriors that's on the inside of them. Lord, I speak to that warrior tonight to arise, to arise in strength, bigger than what they had before yesterday, to arise to a higher level, to come into deeper place in God and begin to take possession and take territories where they have lost territory to begin to take those territories back in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray over Global River Church as a church. Lord, we are about to enter into a season of great revival. And it's not just Global River Church. It's the entire continental United States and the entire globe, really. Glory to God. It's going to be very, very awesome. I'm excited about that. And Lord, we just thank you because we are going to see what you said come to pass in our life. And we are not backing down. Are you with me? We are not backing down. Satan, hear me. We are not backing down. We are not backing down. We have the word of God, that word that defeated you at Calvary. We have the Holy Ghost. We are undefeatable. We are undefeatable. We are undefeatable, church. Undefeatable. 
no matter what it looks like today, keep standing on the word of God and it will surely come to pass. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.